AEW battle for the belts. Well, I mean, some some belts. Is it is it for the for the tag team champion? No, 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 no. Is it for the world champion? No, 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 no. It's for some of the belts, and um, for some of the time, it's really good, but not for all of the time. I'm not quite sure why they've done it. Really, you've got adequate enough programs to be. Oh, is this to do with the TBS TNT switch thing? Is it to do with that? I don't know, but maybe it is. I think that. Um, I think that could have something to do with it, but I don't know. Anyway, you could put some of these on on Rampage. They do put some of these on Dynamite. So why would you have a... Maybe it's to give Ricky Starks a bit of extra time. Because he was here today. Well, let's start with the good. Okay, Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes. Now, I understand that um, Cody can't defend the, bi- the belt here because he's under COVID protocols, which is unfortunate for him, but why then make it an interim title? Why just say, well, he can't put another title up and say, well, he can't really defend it. So it makes it seem as though you wanted Sammy Gravara to have it the whole time. He had to drop it to Cody, who's got a lot of play around, around AEW land because people were saying, well, he might be going and then he's going to win it back. Which he does. Spoiler alert. Oh, I should have done the spoiler alert first, shouldn't I? Anyway, Dustin Rhodes shows, although they're playing quite nicely the I'm an old man trick, at one point he stops. He says, just stop. And he stops and has a breather. She's very funny, actually. And Guevara's playing along with that. They both shake hands to begin with. All of that. It's nice. It's really nice, actually. He's still got pep, though, you know. Dustin Rhodes, and, and it's a really good match, this. They're both wily, so there's lots of taking time and all of that, and then it gets a bit more serious with um, Rhodes pushing Guevara's knee into the ring steps and then hitting a pile driver on the outside. It jumps up a couple of notches, actually. Guevara plays with that knee, of course, and Dustin breaks out his whipped power slam, which always looks good, and does tonight, but there's not too much of an issue with Guevara's knee, because he wouldn't be able to hit, hit a double springboard Arahara moonsault onto Rhodes at ringside, would he? Excalibur says, look at the way he paused a bit on that second springboard. His knee's bothering him. It's not, though, is it? Not if he can do a double springboard and then an Arahara moonsault. Arahara moonsault. You know. Anyway, it continues to be good, this match. He, um... He hits a crossroads, does Dustin. They say it's beautifully done. It didn't seem like it was beautifully done. It seemed like his head was a bit cranked in there, and that's dangerous, I reckon. Anyway, Guevara's all right. Rhodes hits a code a code red for a long two. Guevara really smacks Dustin's head into his knee for a go to for a GTH for a long two as well. Then Fuego Del Sol comes out and sets the table up. Oh. Things just just jumped up another notch. And then while he's trying to get Dustin onto the table, Dustin takes control and hits a Canadian destroyer through the table. Yes, a Canadian destroyer through the table. Safely done, beautiful to see. There are two crossroads, which his brother's been doing. And then he tries to finish it off, but they trade pinfalls. And Guevara actually gets it by just rolling him up and being stronger on the pin. Really good. It's a great match. 
told the great story. Really nice. Garcia comes in and he fights with Guevara at the end. But it's the match that's so good. Sadly, the FTW title, which Taz has to explain to us on commentary, versus Matt Seidel, is not as good as I might have expected. Both high flyers, both can do it, and they don't really. There's high kicks from Seidel. He works on, uh, Starks works on Seidel's back. Seidel comes back with some more kicks and some more kicks. Hits a Michinoku driver for a two count. Then Starks gets his Rochambeau, which is like a sort of face plant thing for the pin. And that's it. It's not great. Dante Martin then comes in and um, Hobbs was at ringside. He's dealt with by him. So they're pushing what's happening in the future. I don't really want to see Dante Martin versus Hobbs. Not too bothered, to be honest. And finally, we get um, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who's the champion, versus Riho. Could be all right, this. Not as good as the first match, though, but getting there. Hey, Jamie Hayter is a bit, well, she is a bit of a hater with, with the group at the moment. She throws the belt down, actually, at the beginning. Should be reprimanded by that, for that stiffly reprimanded. There's a nice Baker sling blade on the outside. The table is set up on the outside by Jamie Hayter, but, um, and, and Britt Baker's on the other side, setting her leg up. She doesn't get to do it because Riho grabs her, hits her in a suplex, then jumps up the table, or runs up the table, and smacks uh, Jamie Hayter with an enziguri. Really nicely done. The trade punches, there's a great Baker air raid crash for a long two. These two can really go, you know. There's a, a, a counter dragon screw, um, and it goes from that counter into the lockjaw attempt. Riho fights off. She's going several times for the lockjaw, uh, Britt Baker, as you might expect, but she does manage to hit a really nasty curb stomp. Break your nose, that you know. There are loads of kickouts traded, and the lockjaw finally does it. It's a good match, but not as good as that first match. And I don't know why they bothered. Why bother with this battle for the belts? It's a special programme that's not all that special. I'm sorry, AEW. It just didn't really hit the mark. Why, oh, why, oh, why? Ta-ta. Ta-ta.